Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. As you all uh, probably know, Stephen and I went to Harare, Zimbabwe last week, and we spent a few days with our spiritual family over there. And it was wonderful to see them, not just on the screen, for I usually see them every Sunday evening on the screen and minister to them, but to be able to see them face to face and to visit them in their own homes and to see where they live and to hear from them the challenges they go through the situations they find themselves in. And to be honest, I got a greater appreciation of the pastor's ministry, where where he knows his sheep, the Bible says, intimately. And so I was able to listen to the heart. I was able to, to converse with them and fellowship with them. And constantly while we were ministering to our people, the words of the great Apostle Paul were coming to my mind when he writes to the people that are scattered all over, and he says to them, night and day we are praying for you that we may see your face and perfect that which is lacking in your faith. He said that to the Thessalonians. You see, he longed to see them. I wonder how often he would visit them. Not very often because those days you couldn't travel like today. And most of the people that the apostle ministered to were far away from him. He writes to the Romans and he says, I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift to you so that I may establish you in your faith. This great apostle had such a heart for God's people. He loved them the way Jesus loved them. In the Old Covenant, there's a beautiful verse of Scripture in Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. And God speaks through his prophet to his people and he says, there will come a day when I'm going to give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Can you hear God's heart? The primary task and ministry of every pastor, every shepherd, every minister of the gospel is to feed God's people with wisdom and knowledge, with understanding. Understanding what? Understanding God, His nature, His ways, His values, His principles, so that we could walk in them. It is His primary ministry to tend to the flock, and I got to experience that just a little measure visiting our people in Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. 
What a great blessing. But today, I don't want to talk more about that. I want to share with you what I believe God is saying to us today, to you individually, and to us as a local fellowship, but also to the wider body of Christ. What is God up to? What is he, what is he doing at this present time? What are his plan and his purposes for the church in this season that we are living in? And I believe that what God has shown me after many hours of prayer and what I had seen in the Spirit and understood is this one thing, that right now God is breathing upon his church. He is bringing an awakening of his people an awakening that will cause them to rise in the power of the Spirit and stand strong in the days of adversity. Because the days that we are currently living in are perilous, dangerous, evil. And as you look around, you see darkness is being multiplied. But it is at this season and at this time that God will cause his church to rise. That's what Isaiah chapter 60 says. If you would ask me, what is God saying to you, to me, to the church? It is this, these verses right here in the book of Isaiah. Chapter 60, put them up on the board, please. Verses 1 through 5, listen. Listen with your spiritual ears what God is saying to you and to me this morning. Arise, he said, and shine. The word arise means wake up, stand up, be fully alert, be fully awake. And as you arise from the spiritual slumber, God will shine upon you. And he goes on to say, for your light has come. Folks, God has already given us his light and his glory in Christ Jesus. Your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Who's the you? You is the person, is the group of people that are awakened by the Spirit of God that are sensitive to what God is doing, that are enlightened with the glory and the presence of the Lord. They're not indifferent. They're not cold. They are passionate about God. They are zealous for the things of God. And God has become the primary interest in their lives. He is Lord. Their minds are occupied with Him. Their hearts are on flame for His glory and for His people. They're not so interested about politics. 
They don't concern themselves so much with what goes on around them. Although they are not ignorant, they are aware. But they are far more concerned and focused what goes on inside of them and what God is saying to them. You want to hear the news? Listen to the Spirit within you. He will show you things to come. And the word of the Lord says, listen to what he says. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. And the Gentiles shall come to your light. You see, the brightness of God's glory upon the church will attract like a magnet. He said, nations will come, kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together, they come to you. What's going to bring them to us? Not our doctrine, not our preaching, not our teaching, but the glory of God will attract them will attract them to you. When you are loaded with the glory and the presence of God, things begin to happen around you. Good things happen around you. People are being blessed. Lives are being touched. Sick people are being healed. The evidence is there because God has done something inside of you. He has awakened you. As I was praying, I saw this picture. God was breathing upon his people. And the word of the Lord came to me in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. Paul writing to his spiritual son. You see, Timothy had a struggle. Timothy was, how can I put it, restricted. Restricted even in a great measure by the spirit of fear and intimidation. He was intimidated. Yes, Timothy. Why do you think Paul wrote to him and he said, God has not given us the spirit of fear and power and of us, but he's given us the spirit of love and power and of a sound mind. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. Do you know how many believers today struggle with this spirit of fear that has crippled them, that has encaged them, that has restricted them? Because they live with it. And they are unable to overcome it. Why? Because the inward man is asleep. And Timothy was struggling with intimidation. You see, fear will cripple you. Fear will imprison you. And fear will open the door to the enemy to do his dirty work in your life. Just like faith opens the door to God to work in your life, fear opens the door to the devil. 
Job said, that which I greatly feared has come upon me. Fear will make you see things that are not there. Will put pictures in your mind and will terrify you. You will wake up in the middle of the night afraid. And yet God has not given you that kind of spirit. He's given you a spirit of power. Oh, I wish that we could see ourselves the way God sees us. Gideon didn't know who he was. He was so terrified, he was hiding in the cave, threshing wheat, uh, wheat, terrified of the Midianites because he didn't know that he had a covenant with God or he has forgotten who he was and the kind of covenant that God had with him and him with God. So God comes to him one day and he says, Mighty men of valor, the Lord is with you. It's not who we are in the flesh. It's who is with us. Do you know how many times God says in his word, fear not? You will see it throughout the old and the new covenant. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. He doesn't just tell you don't be afraid. He gives you a reason not to be afraid. He says, I am with you. The great I am is with you. Why are you afraid? Fear is a sin. Listen carefully. There are no categories of sin which is worse. Sin is sin. And fear is sin. When God says, don't be afraid, and you confess fear every day, what are you doing? You are resisting what God wants to do in your life. I shared that with you, that God is breathing upon his people. Why? So that we can be aligned with God and allow him to do what he wants to do in our lives. If you don't understand or discern what God is up to in your life, how will you cooperate with him? You can't. But when I understand what God is saying and what God wants to do in my life, then I adjust or I align my heart, my thoughts, and my direction with what He wants to do in my life. And that's why God wants to breathe and He's breathing upon you in order to bring an awakening so that your spirit man can be fortified with His presence And when you become strong in the Spirit, in the Lord, the greater one within you will fight the battles for you and will give you the victory. God says in His Word, greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you know who you're carrying on the inside of you? Paul says, no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. You carry the very treasure of God within this earthen vessel. Why are you afraid? Why are you anxious? 
Because you don't really believe that God is with you. Yes, pastor, I know God loves me. No, you don't. Because if you really knew that God loves you, you wouldn't worry. You wouldn't stress. You wouldn't be anxious. You would be at rest and at peace because you know God loves me. And I am precious in His sight. And He is the one who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I will be with you unto the ends of the earth. And He writes to Timothy and He says, Therefore I remind you, Timothy, to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, one of the definitions of the word stir is to rouse from inactivity. Rouse from inactivity. Another, another definition is rouse from quiet contentment. Many of us are so content with religious practices that have no life in. I'm tired of religious practices that have no life in it. I want to engage God in a real meaningful way. When I come to church, I want God to touch my heart. And I would walk out a changed person from the one I came in. And if I'm depressed, then God's Word will inspire me and give me joy and hope through His Word and through the ministry of His Spirit. Another, another definition is to rouse from indifference. Folks, the church, by and large, is asleep spiritually. And that's why God is on the move to bring an awakening. And He's calling you and I to step into that flow of His breath. There's a beautiful hymn that I used to pray so often. Someone wrote, I forget his name, in the 1800s. And the hymn goes like this. Breathe on us, O breath of God, until we are wholly thine, until this earthly part of us glows with your fire divine. It's a good prayer to pray. Amen. The Greek New Testament says, I looked it up in the Greek, the word stir. This is what it says. Anazopirose tin floga tu charismatos which literal translation is, revive the flame of the gift of God that is in you. Revive the flame. There is the flame of the Holy Spirit within each and every one of us. <clears throat> and the word of the Lord sent to us this morning is, stir up. Revive the flame. Fan the flame of God that is within you. Because God placed in you a flame of the Holy Spirit. 
And when you flame the gift of God within you, the gift who is none other than the person of the Holy Spirit will rise up big within you and fight your battles and fight your fears and your anxieties and your prejudices and your unforgiveness and your bitterness and your complaining. He will burn it all up and replace it with gratitude and praise and thanksgiving and forgiveness. You know what stops the river from flowing out of us? It's not God. It's our prejudices. It's our, the mindsets that are completely contrary to the Word of God. It's our unforgiveness and our bitterness at times. They block the river of life from flowing out of us. Jesus said, he who believes in me, the works that I do, shall he also do. And greater works than these he will do. Did he say that? Did he really mean what he said? Of course he did. Do we really believe it? Then in John 7, 37, he stood up on the last day of the great feast and he said, remember what he said? Who can quote me that verse of scripture? He who believes on me out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Do we really know what we carry inside of us? When we don't know who we are in Christ and who he is in us, we retreat, just like Gideon did. And God had to come to him again and again and again and feed him with the word. This is who you are, Gideon. You are a mighty man of valor. Lord, me, yes, you, but I'm the least of my tribe. My family is the smallest, my tribe. I'm, I'm the... So often we tell God what he already knows. <laughs> Jeremiah said, Lord, I'm only a child. He said, don't say you're a child. You are who, who I say you are. And before you were born, Jeremiah, I knew you. And before you came out of your mother's womb, I sanctified you. And I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Do you know that God knew you before you showed up here? Amen. He did. He saw you long before you got here. Long before you came out of your mother's womb, God separated you and set you apart for his glory and has assigned you certain tasks or missions or assignments that you would accomplish while you live on this earth. That's your destiny. And so many believers are so unaware, unaware, ignorant of what God called them to do. Why? Because the inner man is asleep. I was happy running my business in Masbingo, Zimbabwe. I was very happy. Both my wife and I, we had a great, great time in Zimbabwe. 
I had no idea until I began to seek the face of God. And God began to breathe upon my heart, upon my spirit, and I was awakened and became sensitive to God's Holy Spirit within me, leading me in another direction. But you know what? If I was asleep spiritually, I would not have known what God had called me to do. I would have missed God, and I would have suffered in the process. You heard the saying, why, why do bad things happen to good people? Because good people make bad decisions. God leads one way, they go another way. They are completely unaware of what God is saying to them. Your life is no accident, folks. God is interested even in the minutest detail of your daily life. And he wants to bless you Whatever your hand touches, God wants to bless it. If only, if only you are able to receive his direction and his guidance and obey his voice. God is not against us. He is for us. Amen. Amen. So stir up that gift. How? Well, I cannot tell you that. Because the Spirit of God specifically told me, don't tell them do this and do this and do that. No. You're going to have to seek God for yourself and get before Him and let Him speak to you what you need to do in order for the flame of God that is within you to arise and to fan that flame and to strengthen that inner man to the point where He rises up and fights your battles. Amen. Amen. That is, if you want to be right in the center of what God is doing in the day that we are living in, you're going to have to seek Him. To some of you, He may say, You need to get under the ministry of my word. You've neglected my word, and you have grown cold and indifferent toward the things of God. To others, He may say, you need to get to prayer and pray fervently, seeking my face. You may have to get up in the morning at 5 o'clock in the morning before you go to work. Amen? And to others, he may say, you've got to give up your prejudice because you're prejudiced against this and this and this and this or certain people or certain colors or certain ethnic races. Hello? Yes. To others, he may say, you need to let go of that pain you got in your heart because somebody said some things about you and you're still carrying them within you. And you haven't forgiven and you haven't released that person. You may have to do that before God fans the flame within you. I don't know what he's going to tell you. He may say to you, you've been robbing me all these years. You haven't given me what is mine. When it comes to giving of your finances. Hello? The Bible says the tithe belongs to the Lord. It is not yours, it is holy unto the Lord. But you took it and you spend it 
on what you wanted to spend it on. Hello? Are, are you still with me? I don't know what he's going to tell you. I can only say what he's telling me to do. If I want to align my heart to him and come directly under the breath of God, then I need to hear what he's saying to me at this present hour. And you need to hear. What are you saying to me, Lord? You know, there is a word for the body, for the fellowship. But there is also a word for you individually. Because you're part of this body. And you're part of the greater body of Christ. You've got to find your place. And you've got to hear what God is saying. If you're an ear, you've got to listen. If you're a hand, you've got to do. If you're a foot, you've got to walk. Amen? Amen? So that when every part does its part in harmony, in love, and in unity, together we will move forward as a body. Because there is a place that God wants to take us into. Amen? Amen. But it requires obedience. Amen? Amen. Therefore I remind you, Timothy, stir up the gift of God that is within you. Stir it up. Revive the flame that is within you. For the greater one is alive in us. But other things have clouded our discernment and our judgment and our priorities. Amen? Is he the Lord of our lives? That's the question we need to ask. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? You do not do what I say. Amen? Obedience is the proof that we love him. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Amen? Amen. Folks, this is what he, he communicated to me to share with you. To give you understanding of what he is doing and what he desires to do right now in your life and in the life of the church. He's breathing upon us. And we need to come where the breath of God is. And that place is the place of obedience. Amen? It's the place of obedience. What is God saying to you? What is God saying to your family? Amen? Can you hear him? Are you sensitive enough to pick up what he's saying or where he's going so that you can cooperate and follow him? Over the years that I have walked with God, Whenever he wanted to do something significant in my life, in my ministry, he would alert my spirit, and I would know. 
Why? Because God communicates with us in the Spirit. Many people want God to work on the outside. No, He doesn't work from the outside, inside. He works from the inside, outside. Because the Bible says that the Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. That means when God wants to do something in your life or change your direction or bring something to your attention, what does he do? He alerts your spirit. God works through our spirits. How does he speak? He speaks through your spirit. That's where he lives. He doesn't speak to your head. He speaks to your spirit, and your spirit communicates with your thought life. So the spirit needs to be what? Revived. Awakened. Arise and shine. He's not talking to your outward man. He's talking to your inward man. And he says, rise up, man of God. Rise up, mighty woman of God. Rise up. Stir up the gift of God within you. And when you stir it up, you're able to pick up and to be sensitive to the directions he gives you. Amen? And that's what God wants to do with every one of his children. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be your comforter. He wants to be your guide. He wants to be your shepherd. Will you allow him to be? When I ask the Lord, Lord, what do we need to do? As you, as you breathe upon us, he says, this is what he said to me. Lord, what do you want us to do? He said, make yourselves available to me. Say to the Lord, here I am, Lord. I'm here. Do with me what you desire to do. I will do whatever you tell me to do. I will go wherever you sent me to go. I am yours. I present myself to you. I surrender to you. Speak. Show me. Guide me. And when we do that, we step out of the shadows into the light and God is able to deal with us. Amen? Can we stand, please? We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.